Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Track Point Talks, the exclusive higher education podcast from the faculty at Lenovo's ThinkPad University, where we strive alongside our great friends at Intel and Microsoft to bring you real-world expertise and knowledge to help schools become as successful as possible. I'm Casey Sutton, your TPU Campus Ambassador. And I'm excited for today's episode as we're joined by Rob Shabansky. Rob's the Athletic Director of Gateway Community College in Maricopa County. And he's going to take us through today his role in launching and building the school's esports program, along with some great detail around how it promotes student inclusion and empowers success for the students. Well, my name is Rob Shabansky. I'm actually the head baseball coach here and uh, current athletic director. So this is actually the start of my 16th year, which is Kind of unbelievable, I'm actually saying it started my 16th year. It doesn't feel quite that long, but you can see in the gray hairs that kind of adds up after the years. But, you know, I really enjoy it primarily because we were different, you know, especially talking just on the athletic side of it, which is my main focus. You know, we didn't have fields on campus. We didn't have really anything on campus that helped identify, like, our athletes or any type of, of substance for them. We were different, and we were the outliers. I really enjoyed that side of it because I didn't want to be the same as everybody else. I wanted to try a different route and try some different things. And that was the really neat thing and kind of building our programs from scratch because we didn't have athletics prior to almost 20 years ago. So when we brought it on and we didn't have fields and we didn't have all these things, it just gave us a great opportunity to be a challenge and be different than everyone else and really enjoy it. And I think our, our student athletes have really bought into that too. So Rob, I know that I personally am super pumped to hear all about you and how we got this thing up and running, but let's just start with a little bit more about yourself and then just maybe what infrastructure you guys currently have in place for the program at Gateway. My main background is athletics and you know, we started out, we had 10 sports teams. We're, we're down to currently four, baseball, softball, men's, women's, soccer. Up until really last year, we didn't have any facilities on campus. We didn't have our own office space. We literally shared, we called it the fishbowl. There was five of us that shared an office. You know, it was tough to kind of have some, you know, personal conversations with students at the times. But then we did get a new space into the back, and I'm a tech guy. It's obviously become really big in athletics and really big in the baseball industry in that world. You know, so we've always been a part of that. We've always tried to be on the edge of that with getting more data and, you know, kind of clear and concise data to help our athletes become better on the field and also just kind of better in the classroom itself. With the pandemic and how we've had to become more tech savvy and use all the products that we have available to us to communicate with them, host virtual study halls to make sure we're staying on top of the athletes, you know, and give them some outlets in order to kind of stay successful here. We're a really small group. There's only four of us in the department itself. So, you know, we're trying to manage 130 athletes at a time. And so we need the advantage of tech. I mean, we, we're big into software. We've currently gone paperless with all of our eligibility paperwork, which is an amazing thing because we're saving I think almost 3,500 sheets of paper a year right now just from us and losing it or you know, keeping it in files, things like that. So I've always definitely been on, the, on that side of it and wanting to have things that make us more efficient in our workplace and, and helping our student athletes, really, because once they move on from here and they go to four-year institutions and universities, they have to be tech savvy. So from everything I'm hearing and understand, it sounds like Gateway is actually on the cutting edge of starting an esports program. So one piece of this I'm really curious about is you know, was there a specific problem that you were coming up against at Gateway as the athletic director? And why is it that you felt like esports was going to be the right solution? You know, one is the obvious, it's the pandemic. They weren't engaged. And we were allowing a lot of other students that weren't traditional athletes to kind of just slip away, to be quite honest, and, you know, go into the workforce and, and right away. And we wanted to keep them here. And 
obviously involve them in the education side and understand how important that this can be in the role of what they play and what it plays for them moving into the future. So we really look towards esports as that gap, you know, that again, it's so, such a huge community that really hasn't been tapped into that it's going to give us the opportunity and it really has given us the opportunity to outreach to, to students here, not even necessarily in the college level, but at the high school level. We, we do have a high school program on our campus that are getting actively involved and our hopes is that we can take them and basically recruit them and bring them in you know, to next year and being in the college side and stay here at Gateway and look to some other futures and potentially some you know, other routes of going about their education. You know, because there's a huge industry in engineering when it comes to the gaming side of it. And obviously I think there's over 130 college varsity teams out there, not including the, the club teams that are out there. So you can earn college scholarships for this. You can earn sponsorships. I mean, there's obviously professional players going on out there. It's a huge industry that is not tapped into enough in traditional education. So this is actually a great segue into what exactly is going on in Maricopa County right now. I mean, I think we'd all love a little status update around where the esports program stands today. So the status of our esports program right now is that we spent some time this fall essentially trying to get other community colleges on board. So we've been having weekly meetings as we go through this, and we've really tried to have a, a huge outreach through social media, through email, text campaigns, things like that to get students on board with this and with the hopes of starting a Maricopa Community College League in January. And I think this is gonna be a great avenue for us as well to get them involved, get them to compete, learn some teamwork, learn some leadership throughout this whole process. Again, keep them engaged with what's going on on our campuses and give them a little bit of fun right now. So as you look at launching that league for all of Maricopa County come January, what's it look like? What's your vision? Are there different dedicated booths, gaming areas, just what's that perfect picture in your mind of how this comes together? What our future lies with esports and the infrastructure that we're looking for, I do want to have a gaming area for students to be involved in so they can practice. I would love to actually have some classes involved with it so they're spending time with these games and being, you know, product testers and things like that. My ideal future is to have a couple coaches going out and recruiting students to bring them into our campus specifically to be on esports. Again, and what's going on in Maricopa County itself, which not a lot of people know about, is that there is an AIA high school league right now. So the kids are already out there. You know, now we just need to go out. We need to recruit them. You know, we need to have, like I said, a couple coaches on staff. Looking at some of the other programs that I've seen across the country, and it's becoming big. Everyone's starting to kind of jump on board here. Hopefully the NCAA jumps on board. They haven't quite yet. There's arenas around the country that are hosting 20,000 people to watch games and tournaments and leagues. I would love to have that here, and I would love for Gateway to be at the forefront of that and be innovative and, again, be different than everyone else and kind of start the trend, you know, in Maricopa and, and hopefully nationally. So from my experience, just in my world in alignment with esports, I've sort of seen firsthand how it really can have an impact on recruitment, on student engagement, and really impact learning outcomes. I'm interested to know from your perspective, what would you say to those naysayers who sort of look at this as just a bunch of you know kids crowding together to play video games and don't really understand how or why it has a place in education. Thinking about the start of esports and thinking about some of the issues and people that maybe were against it. I think people are missing the boat on with it is the student engagement and retention and the fact that the industry itself has come into the college level. It's not a professional industry anymore. And I think people were afraid of it, but there's such a larger community of gamers than any other sport in the world right now. 
where I think traditionally what we think of sports and just being on field in a gym, things like that, it's just not traditional anymore. I mean, things are, are globally expanding. I think this really cuts down on cost and safety for that matter. Esports is the next thing. It's the next thing and, and it's gonna bring, bring in not only student engagement, retention, it's gonna bring in revenue and lead people into more tech industry. Now, being the technology nerd that I am, I'm always interested to know this element of it. When it came time to launch, how did you guys go about sort of figuring out what was going to be the right technology, the right fit, the workstation, all of those sort of parts and pieces you needed to make this a successful launch? Yeah, as we've looked into launching this and some of the needs that we would have to, to start it and have our own gaming area and booths and things like that, you know, the chairs, the uh, computers, the gaming mice, the monitors, everything that goes involved with it. And like I said, I have a little bit of a tech background. And yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a little bit cost prohibitive maybe at the beginning, but I think this is a great time when we can think outside of the box. I mean, obviously there's grants involved. We can go out and fundraise and do some things and really get a larger group of people involved that we haven't had involved before. You know, and I really think that we can have not only our administration involved, but I think also our district office involved. You're probably looking dollars $30,000, and some people see that as a pretty high cost. I just really think that's an opportunity that we can go out and bring engagement, not only just with our esports people, but the people that we want involved with it too. And bringing in our administration and bringing in student populations that, you know, maybe they can't afford a gaming computer at home. And now we give them that option and opportunity here, which they didn't have before. And really that's what we want to look for is give opportunity to students coming in to venture out, branch out and do things that maybe they thought they couldn't do because it was too cost expensive. Now, when I look at the you know sort of traditional role that you've had as athletic director and coach, a lot of that was, you know, really recruiting students into some, again, those more traditional sports. With esports, it's really interesting because I think you have the ability to attract a different kind of student and really raise their level of engagement. So putting on that hat, again, as athletic director and coach, how do you intend to recreate that from an esports perspective? and to really attract that different type of student. I really think on the recruiting side of this and giving opportunities to students moving forward with eSports is that we all know with traditional sports, you got to fit the mold. I mean, you know, football players, if you're going to play offensive line, you got to be 6'4", 300 pounds, okay? I think with this, you don't need the traditional athlete. And so it branches out and reaches out to people that weren't good at those sports or didn't enjoy those sports or didn't want to be involved in those things. They did just want to be on their computer and they really enjoy the tech side of things that gives more kids a way out of what they're looking to do with their lives. I think that's gonna be the biggest point for us in recruiting athletes and recruiting good young minds coming in. And to be honest, there's a lot of kids that, you know, because they're not involved in some type of sport or they're not involved in a team environment, that they really get you know, discouraged by school. They just start to work, they start to do these things. And sometimes you need something to pull that out of them to enjoy what they do. There's so many students that are out there across America right now that they're not involved in a team aspect and they kind of get lost in the mix. I think this gives them an opportunity and a way out. And, and a lot of times, you know, it leads to better grades and it leads to better opportunities moving on, better academic scholarships, be able to finish a four-year degree, maybe go get a master's degree. I've always been a firm believer it's not, not your GPA, it's not how big you are, it's not any of those things that make you a good student, a good person. It's your involvement and how much you actually want it. And there's gotta be avenues to get it there for them. You know, and I think this is just another of many, many avenues out there 
to help students do this and accomplish their dreams and goals. All right, Rob. So I've, I've got one last question for you. I've, you know, saving the hard one for last, of course. But I think you've got a little experience, at least under your belt now, as an esports aficionado. So I'd love to just take a beat and have you maybe tell us a little bit about what some of those key features are that you're looking for when we're talking about, you know, a true blue gaming computer, gaming rig, as we love to call it, that students really need to be able to game at a high level. Some of the features that we'll need with the computers that we're looking to purchase. We need a high-end video card. We actually need a lot of RAM and a lot of memory. And especially playing at a high level, the desktop, it's much faster. The video cards are better. The mice, the keyboards are, are much more reactive. And there are specific ones that, that are designed to do it. Obviously, as weird as it sounds, but ergonomically designed to do it too. You know, so kids aren't getting tired. They're not getting headaches. Their back's not starting to hurt. And it allows them to kind of stay more involved in the games. And think with those things, we just don't have with the traditional computers. I know they say you can play with them, but you know, again, I'm, I'm a big proponent of we're going to do something. Let's do it right. Let's, let's, let's go all in. I mean, that's the spirit. I'm with you, my friend. I agree 100%. So that's a strong, like sort of mic drop note to end on. So Rob, Again, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us. I know I found it super enlightening, but there are a lot of folks out there that are really just starting to explore what bringing this kind of program into their curriculum really is going to look like. So I think this is really helpful for them to hear from someone that started from the ground up and has really seen the benefits of what it's done for their community and for the students. So that's awesome. Now that you've all had this amazing opportunity to hear from Rob around how he was successful, I'd like to take a quick sec to share how you can take advantage of some of Lenovo's offerings when it comes to building your own school's esports program. You can reach out to your Lenovo sales rep and they're going to connect you to the tools and the end-to-end support that you need to really get your program launched and successful as quickly and efficiently as possible. Be sure to check out Lenovo.com backslash higher dash education to learn more about how modern Lenovo devices, like our seventh generation Legion laptops, for example, powered by 10th generation Intel Core i7 processors and combined with Windows 11 from our friends at Microsoft, can definitely position students and professionals for success. And feel free to keep exploring ThinkPad University for more excellent information at thinkpadu.com. I'll see you guys around campus.